And good evening, folks, and welcome to tonight's edition of the Whitfield Report. I am your host, Sam Whitfield, broadcasting live here from NGC Studios in South Florida. And I want to thank you all so very much for uh, joining me tonight, wherever you are in the past, present, future hour. If you're listening to this on the uh, podcast uh, or, you know, on archive. But uh, anyway, I appreciate you guys tuning in. If you're watching this live, we have a great show for you tonight. Uh, A little bit more of a a diverse show. Um, But anyway, I want to thank you all for uh, hopping in. Uh, Contact info as usual. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at somebody underscore NGC. Hashtag Whitfield Report. You can follow me on Gab and Parler at Sam Whitfield. Facebook.com uh, forward slash Whitfield Report. TheSamWhitfield.com is actually uh, down right now. I need to renew the the uh, domain. But uh, I'm also about ready to start school in like about a week. So it's, uh, so money is a bit tight. So, uh, you know, speaking of uh, money, if you'd like to uh, support the show and help out with, uh, you know, stuff like the website domain and whatnot, anything you can do to help would be, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, Streamlabs.com forward slash the Whitfield Report if you feel like uh, contributing. I only uh, use I only use the money I make from this show to put back into this show. Um, so anything that um, I do earn from the show is greatly appreciated. And um, as always, you can uh, subscribe on iTunes and Spotify or wherever else you get your podcast. And if you're able to, uh, please leave us a five-star rating and review. And, uh, so far in the chat, we have, um, let's see here. In the, uh, YouTube chat, we have, uh, let's see, Apex Gamma and Alan Powell. And, uh, Apex is co-hosting for this evening, so, uh, welcome back to the show, Mr. Uh, Gamma. Hi, Sammy. Hi, chat. How you doing tonight? How? Are, well, I'm I'm doing I'm doing well. Um, I hope I hope you're doing just as good as I am. Well, I'm doing well. I don't, I can't speak to how well you're doing, but uh, I'm significantly more sober than this time last week. So, I don't know if that's off to a better start, but it it's certainly a less embarrassing start for me. Well, uh, you know, I, I I think last week's show, you know, I I I laughed and I I was entertained and we we got a lot of good views on the on the the clips and that is one thing <laughs> that is one thing I want to bring up because yeah, last last week's show was kind of all over the map, but what you have to understand is and I hate using that term because of a certain dweeb on the internet. In that, but in this case, I will out. What you have to understand is, we here at the Whitfield Report, we don't take ourselves too seriously, unlike some other, uh, you know, internet person. 
personalities, we're willing to poke fun at our, ourselves and each other here. And, uh, you know, that's exactly what we did last week. So, and, uh, I mean, fucking Alan Powell in the chat, he, he, he parodies himself all the time um, on his channel. The man lives for self-parody, basically. Um, so, but yeah. Well, uh, last week, last week was less of an adventure in content and more of a uh, more of a. Uh, <laughs> that's why I uh, the drunken well, your retard rant came out because I adventure in I just am, I was trying to drunkenly it. explain that uh, I'm just retarded, and when I come on your show, you're like my tard wrangler. You just kind of guide me in the right direction or whatever direction you feel. Whatever you feel appropriate. <laughs> yeah, so uh also we have um we have uh talk Tacoma Hooligan on D Alive. Thank you for the lemon. And uh he says he just heard this podcast an hour ago. Well that's impossible, Tacoma Hooligan. You must have downloaded last week's episode because uh this episode is live right here now. If you're if you're watching on the live, that is so. Um, but anyway, uh, well, it's live anywhere you're listening to it right now, Sam. I mean, yeah, it's, whether it's on YouTube or elsewhere. Yeah, although you know, with with YouTube and us playing uh, DNC footage, I'm not sure how long it's going to stay up on on there. But uh, anyway, that's what we're going to be covering tonight is the DNC. Uh, now, first off, Apex, I want to ask you: did you did you catch any of the DNC last week, or were you like me and did you pretty much say, uh, you know, fuck it, I'm not interested? Well, I, I thought it was interesting that when I both when I um on two separate days went to watch a show on Hulu and then went to watch a show on Netflix that they were both right there plastered on the front. Like it's the first, you know what I mean? Like where they put new releases and shit. Yeah. Uh, Live footage of the, the DNC coverage, which I'd, I'd never seen before on one of those platforms. Maybe I, maybe I'd been there and I just didn't notice, but either way, uh, I thought it was really funny that they were doing that. And no, to answer your question, no, because um, the only, uh, the only Democrat that I really care at all about is Tulsi Gabbard uh, and she was not invited in any way. So I had no real interest. Um, I knew there would be memes coming out. And of course I've seen some playback of uh, Joe Biden, literally, I mean, literally fucking recreating a speech from uh, back under Obama. Almost yeah. fucking, almost verbatim. Like maybe it is verbatim. I, I can't remember exactly, but that's the only real takeaway that I've seen. Uh, as far as playbacks and stuff go, you want to fill me in, chat in. I uh, what you know? Well, well, to be honest, you know, like I just said, I pretty much had no interest in watching it, so I'm I'm kind of uh, just as blind as you are, or rather approaching it from a you know from a from a first stance. But what what's interesting is I did try and like catch a few minutes of it. Uh, last weekend was live on YouTube. And to give context, I have a subscription to YouTube uh, premium, which means that I can um, 
you know, play stuff in the background, and it also, you know, I don't get ads. Now, the reason I bring that yeah, up... Must be nice. Oh, oh must be nice! Must be nice! Isn't, isn't, that, isn't, that, isn't, that what the, isn't that what that fag always likes to say? Uh, I don't know what fag you're talking about. I'm retarded. I'm not a faggot. Uh, well... <laughs> it was a joke. Well, uh, I don't have YouTube Premium, is what I was saying. Yeah, so I, I, was saying it must be. I um, yeah that 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 wasn't that wasn't Owen reference. Since he always lifts, must be nice. Which um, but anyway, no, I I have I have YouTube uh, Premium. The re- the only reason I bring that up is because um, when I tried to pop into the, when I tried to watch the DMC streams last week. Whenever I would, whenever I would, uh, you know, tune into their channel, all I was able to watch were campaign ads, and I'm like, "Huh, this is weird." I I paid I paid for you know I shouldn't be getting ads, so what's what's the deal? Like I was kind of pissed, and then come to find out that they were just like live streaming their ads on a loop last week during the convention. So that really? I didn't know that. So that was kind of that was kind of hilarious, and uh, like I guess they did it virtually, where like where like everyone was at home and making speeches from home. Um, so, well, I, is that true? Because I thought I saw. Uh... Or maybe that wasn't from the convention, but I thought I saw like pictures and shit of um, a bunch of people on stage, uh, Biden and uh, Kamala, and a bunch of people like not wearing masks and shit. People in that was recently. I'm not sure how recent. Yeah, but I I think they were. um, I think they were kind of split up like into groups. Like it wasn't. It wasn't, from what I understand, it wasn't in, like, one big convention hall like they usually do. So it was kind of... Um, right, well, the picture the picture that, like, my my friends IRL were showing me were, was, like, there were, like, 20, 30 people on a stage, you know, including Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. They're all smiling and hands up and shit. Uh, maybe it was when, uh, I can't remember when it was from, man, but these, these, were, these are people in my real life that are like, well, the masks, fucking masks, they're not that bad, but look at these people. They're, they're preaching masks. They're not wearing masks. Like, well, no shit, they're not fucking wearing masks because they don't believe in masks. They just want to fucking control you. Duh. You get it? Yeah. Kind of thing? Yeah, no, to- no, totally. That, 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 was a, that was a good point. And then some of the people that were wearing masks, like, you know, news commentators and whatnot, um, it was kind of funny because when they were trying to speak, you know, when they were trying to speak, like even with microphones, it came out, you know, all muffled. So it was like, and you know, it's like, yeah, obviously you have a, you have a fucking cloth over your face or whatever. So obviously it's going, it's going to sound muffled. That's. Yeah, no shit. Try talking to fucking, try talking to people from, you know, six feet away uh, while social distancing and trying to do you know, trying to understand what it is they need and explain to them the answer to whatever the question they have is, you know, like I fucking feel bad for, I mean, 
everybody, everybody that works in any kind of customer service or, or works in retail of any kind, because it's a, uh, I mean, I hear so many, oh, well, you, you know, you recognize people by their voice. You can still recognize people by their voice. Like, that's not the fucking point, man. Like, I mean, how many generations, I mean, how many millennia have we as human beings like developed, uh, you know, uh, interpret, interpreting body language and stuff, primarily uh, facial, well, I guess maybe not primarily, but a good portion of which is based around facial expressions stuff like that you know we recognize people and their actions by body language and stuff you know so let's cover up half of the the most emotive part of our body and interact with each other let's see how that goes yeah you know? well yeah well one, well one thing that an that an IRL friend of mine brought up to me about like two months ago or so and i actually thought this was a really good point was um was my my friend asked, well, what about deaf people? Because deaf people rely on, uh, a lot of them can read lips and rely on, you know, lip reading and facial expressions to communicate with people. Since that's that's an ex- that's an exceptional point, actually. That's that's a I, I hadn't even considered that, but and I've dealt with plenty of deaf people uh, in customer service settings. And to be fair, uh, most of them boil down to pen and a piece of paper uh, when it really comes down to it. So, but, you know, back when I, you know, waited tables, you know, 20 years ago or so, um, I had, there was a couple of deaf couples that would come in and the first interactions are always nerve wracking for you as a non-deaf person. Cause you walk up and go, how are you guys doing today? Okay. Cool. Uh, they're just looking at the paper, looking looking at the menu. What well, can I get you guys something to drink? And they just continue looking at the menu. And then they put one of them eventually. Oh, notice you're there and start doing sign language to you. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, but you know, they they can again the horror on my face when I'm you know after like ten seconds being like these fucking people for real in my own head. Um, yeah, yeah. They uh, you know they became you know longtime customers and first name basis kind of thing, but ultimately even still without a mask and trying my hardest, it would almost always come down to pen and paper, but it is a valid point. You know, uh, even people that can hear, we, we, I mean, that's a good extreme example though, but that's basically the point that I was trying to make, you know, how much of our, I think it actually has proven that we, most of our uh, interpretation of, of human interactions with one another is based on body movement and less like facial expressions and, and actual words, but. But even still, I think the face is a pretty good, is a pretty big chunk of that. I mean, in my experience, anyway. Oh yeah. Well, I I also think I also think it's really ridiculous that like that um that like schools and colleges too are now requiring. I mean, I I feel really, really bad for kids going back to school because um now they have to wear masks for eight hours a day, some of them. And then, like, my, my half-sister's school, um, I guess they they got a case of COVID, you know, within the first week. So now, so now she's back to, uh, you know, online schooling from home, and it's, it's only the first week. So it's like, well, it's like, I mean, oh, yeah, my God. Just- yeah, the the kids, I mean, the kids. That's not. I don't. I don't agree with that. I mean, 
it's already like kids under what is it eight i think or something like that should not be wearing masks that's like a that's fucking science there's no literally no reason for it but i mean yeah those kids it's it's definitely i don't know i guess depending on personality and temperament some of them will adapt more easily than others you know they don't (laughs) unfortunately don't know a lot of the freedoms that older generations do and some of them i mean some of the like younger kids you know preteens that i have in my life actually find it kind of cool you know they like the idea of wearing masks and making personalized things and that's that's fine um but i I do still feel bad for them especially when it comes to running around on the playground and shit like that but as i've stated multiple times on this show and on on versa um like i think like think about the employees of these companies that are forced to wear these masks for eight hours a day and, and do physical labor Oh like, yeah. yeah. Some of it's not that real major of physical labor, admittedly. And there's a lot of construction workers, you know, types of construction work that requires all types of PPE and shit that they got to wear for eight plus hours a day. But the difference that I argue uh, is that most of those people choose that job. And a lot of these degenerates that work in retail and uh, you know, the lower ends of the, the working class, I guess you could say myself included, um, they don't have a whole lot of options because they aren't educated or uh, have mental illnesses or whatever, you know what I mean? That prevent them from, from, you know, succeeding at higher jobs. So, you know, they don't have a choice, but to work at McDonald's, you know what I mean? Um, We, yeah, we, we, we get, we get it. Apex. You said, you said a lot, you said last week that you're retarded. You don't, you don't need to, you don't need to, I've been, it's, that's been nullified. The Dick Laurent channel confirmed public service announcement. Apex Gamma is not retarded. So we're going to lay off that. <laughs> well, I, well, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad because I, because I don't think you, I don't think you're retarded. I do, however, think that people who are supporting Joe Biden are though, if you're supporting Joe Biden at this point in, uh, you know, time i don't know what to tell you um so i know what to tell you drink fucking bleach motherfucker in minecraft so uh speaking of Uh, speaking of joe biden uh johnny arcade has uh turned his attention from owen to creepy uncle joe and uh he he managed to sit through the dnc uh this week so i've got to give him a big round of of applause for that because he's braver than i am so uh props to so props to you johnny and uh i actually have a few clips uh, of the DNC that Johnny has provided us. Um, so the first clip I guess we'll play is um, let's see if OBS will work here. 
So the first clip I have to play here is um let's see. Uh Joe Biden lies about Charlottesville and Oh, so that's that's the first thing I want to bring up. So Biden brought up Charlottesville and that whole incident, which happened three years ago, and uh, the Dems still love to bring up that one incident of white supremacist violence, which, you know, although it was horrible, that was like one time, yet they failed to, uh, you know, talk about Black Lives Matter. So here is Biden talking out Charlottesville and bringing up this old dead horse again. Will we be the generation? finally wipes out the stain of racism from our national character. I believe we're up to it. I believe we're ready. Just a week ago yesterday was the third anniversary of the events in Charlottesville. Close your eyes. Remember what you saw on television. Remember seeing those neo-Nazis and Klansmen and white supremacists coming out of fields with lighted torches veins bulging, spewing the same same anti-Semitic bile heard across Europe in the 30s. Remember the violent clash that ensued between those spreading hate and those with the courage to stand against it. And remember what the president said when asked? He said there were, quote, very fine people on both sides. It was a wake-up call for us as a country. And for me, a call to action. At that moment, I knew I'd have to run. Because my father taught us that silence was complicity. Except for the fact, Uncle Joe, that uh, Trump never said that the neo-Nazis were fine people. He said that with exception to the neo-Nazis, there were fine people at Charlottesville. Those who were, you know, wanting to protest to take the statues down, and then those who were wanting to uh, petition for the statues to be taken down but put in a museum or something like like that to, uh, you know, preserve history. Um, Apex, we've never really talked about Charlottesville in particular, I don't think, because... I don't think I knew you when that happened, but um, I, I'm curious. Do any of your liberal friends ever bring up Charlottesville ever? Um, that's funny that you say that because my one super libtard friend, who's, again, my, my oldest friend in the world, uh, and I love him to death, he still even before Biden brought it up, which is why I think it's kind of prophetic that he did. Um, he used that. He used Charlottesville. When I, I mean, when he would pin me uh, in these, well, not pin me, but when we'd get heated in these arguments and uh, he's, he's good at debate, that's the thing. And I am not, especially when I start to get you know, wound up and he'll take the conversation from one, you know, where it started and lead down um, some different path where I end up lost and, and I end up looking stupid somehow, but the point never gets answered and he never addresses it. But with Charlottesville, uh, he's brought it up multiple times because he keeps bringing up this, this secret. I, I mean, it's, 
fucking NPC talk, man. Like the secret uh, alt right uh, white supremacists that exist in the country that are, you know, just waiting for their moment to strike. Which I, I mean, I know accelerationists exist, uh, exist, uh, and alt right. I don't even know what that means anymore, but I know there's some there's some hardline motherfuckers that literally are waiting for shit to pop off so they can kill people. But I don't think that exists solely on the right. Uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's pretty clear actually at this point in fucking 2020. Um, but that's Charlottesville is cited by him uh, over the last year or two as a, as proof uh, as it's, as it was touted in the media that white supremacists uh, exist. Look, here they are marching with fucking $5 tiki torches that they bought at uh, dollar general, you know? Uh, so, I mean, I was on the internet back then, uh, so I saw it all go down. I still don't know what the fuck it all means, but I didn't see anything uh, that told me that they were white supremacists or that they were violent extremists, uh, maybe white supremacists or white, you know, um, white, whatever you want to call them. Um, they identified as white and were proud of that, What, whatever. I don't think that's bad. Just like it's not bad to be black and proud. I don't give a fuck, <laughs> you know? Don't hurt nobody as a result. And that, I don't care what you don't care, what you identify as. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, he's a good litmus test for me because I, I've spent so much time on the internet. I get, it's easy to get confused uh, or lost rather in uh, certain lines of research or just certain lines of thinking uh, of certain political ideal ideologies or, or whatever. Um but he's a real person that really doesn't spend much time on the internet. And what he does spend is, you know, pretty much um, his Facebook. I think he has an Instagram, but he doesn't, he's not political. He argues with his family and shit, but uh, he says he's not in a bunch of liberal groups. Uh, he, the only, you know, Facebook groups he's ever been in, he gets kicked out of because he talks shit, <laughs> you know, uh, but I think he, he just doesn't. So he's like a non-internet human. Uh, that uses it like a, I guess, like a, a normie. So I bounce some of this shit off of him to see where it lands. And I am, that's why I'm all of the things now. I'm a, the, you know, Nazi, racist, bigot, homophobe, transphobe. And he'll, he'll, he says all these things in the same breath that he says, I know you're not these things, but you just seem to identify with their ideals. <laughs> like, so to answer your question, yeah, uh, like even before Biden brought it up, it seemed to be it's, it's still a uh, uh, maybe not fresh, but like a, a real highlighted moment in recent history. Like, look, these people, this is what this is what Donald Trump incites, you know, kind of thing. So and it's not even just the white supremacist thing or the Nazi thing. It's that they're Trump supporters. That's what it all ties to. Yeah, um, I got a little lost there, but that yeah, that's the that's the point is that it, it all ties back to Trump, just like Biden just did. And even before Biden did that, though, that that was, again, my point was that my friend has been making that connection for all these years, even without. Uh, I mean, of course, that's the way it was made in the first place. So it's not not difficult to understand how he made that connection. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, I would argue that it was all but gone from memory. For, for most people, because what the fuck happened? You know, it was, uh, uh, I mean, you know, they, they used that as an example, or I remember being used in as, as an example of 
imminent violence to come from this, you know, these alt-right groups and nothing ever, nothing ever came of it. In fact, the opposite happened and leftist fucking terror mobs have burned down half of the fucking country. So. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, I've, I've always said from the, from the beginning, like even before Charlottesville happened, I was telling people not to go you know, to, I was telling, you know, members of this audience not to go to Charlottesville because I figured that, you know, the the whole Unite the Right thing was not going to be what people thought it would, would be. And, you know, of course, it turned out that it wasn't. It was, you know, it was a neo-Nazi rally. And, I mean, it was, it was a small group of, you know, a-holes who... Wow. Well, Sammy, there were fine people on both sides, all right? Yeah. Um, and what what Trump meant by that, like I, like I said, was, you know, he said with exception to the, you know, neo-Nazis, there are, you know, fine people on both sides, you know, who were just, they're wanting to, uh, you know, easily talk about the statues. But as Johnny points out in the chat, uh, Biden said the same shit on three separate occasions, all word for word the same. And then, uh, yeah, the, yeah, Johnny's also in saying this is uh, dangerous of Biden to label Trump supporters as Nazis. It gives the left the right to wipe us out. Yeah, and that's that's what you're seeing with Antifa too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and. Um... And as Johnny also points out, there was a small group of KKK at Charlottesville, and they tainted the whole thing. And that's where that's where all that that's where all that publicity comes from. Because, um, again, it's been so long, and I was barely paying attention. I don't I don't remember all the details. It's also easy to get fucking lost in the truth because how the fuck are you going to find it uh, <laughs> at this day and age? Yeah, and but, I mean- um. And I mean, I and I mean, I actually have some. I actually have some. You know. I actually have some conspiracy theories out out there that, you know, my, like my like one of my more conspiratorial theories is that Charlottesville was kind of like a setup to make the right look bad, right? Because you have the you have this extremely you know minute group of people you know who are doing their racist shit or whatever. But and but yeah, all the you know major news network cameras were just there, and were just you know just so happened to catch it all unfold live, you know as it was happening. You know, I mean, qu- I, coincidentally, hmm. I feel like I mean you could make the same argument now uh, about the shit that's gone on since George George Floyd died. Oh, uh, oh yeah! As much as much destruction and rampant fucking chaos, and you know, just general ne'er do wells running around fucking shit up for their own, you know, sick benefit or whatever. Uh, there have been legitimate protests and legitimate reasons to protest, you know. But you don't see that. All you're seeing is fucking, you know, Black Lives Matter activists burning shit down and. People getting shot, um, and you know what I mean. So, 
you're only that by, by nature that's all you see you uh, uh when you see the reports it's so fucking hard to find that's why i keep I, it's so fucking hard to find the truth anymore and i don't even know that it's possible because but by, by now who was that fucking cia director uh decades ago that's that um said something to the degree of uh when the public can't distinguish truth from you know from uh from fiction then the disinformation campaign will be you know complete and i feel like it's fucking it's it's exactly where we are uh because it's it's so hard even the people that can find the truth you're never going to convince people that didn't find it with you of it almost you know what i mean it's very rare anymore because two people can look at the same fucking information and establish two different completely different fucking narratives from it you know um aside from just the you know the general headlining uh clickbait journalism you know that's been you know rampant since john stewart uh you know uh whatever he did to the news back when the daily show became so popular he kind of ruined an entire generation in my opinion and not just my opinion i think i've said that on the show too that you know when when the the comedy news became more watched and more profitable than the actual news, you know, uh, by a wide fucking margin, John Stewart was destroying everybody back in the, you know, the early two thousands. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? It, the, the whole media shifted to the idea of clickbait, you know what I mean? So it's, it's really hard to, it's really hard to, to wade through, man. I feel like we're fucking, <laughs> We're all but lost at this point. Obviously, we're not, but we're. Uh, it feels close, close, closer sometimes than other times. But depending on who I'm talking to and the subject at hand. But um, I've talked for too long. Say something, Sam. Well, and well, and what's funny is when when John Stewart was on Joe Rogan recently. I think about like a month ago now or so. I I think even he said something like, "I didn't think you know people would literally take." you know, what I said as, you know, gospel, you know, which... I do remember that, yeah. Which, I mean, eh, part of me thinks that he knew what he was doing, but then, you know, then again, maybe not, so... I mean, I don't think he did at first. I think I would find it hard to believe that at some point he didn't become aware uh, before he left the show you know what i mean and like consciously continued to do it while knowing how many people he was influencing um and never you know without changing any of his approach or or whatever but um i mean yeah like i don't know i, I don't like the the approach that everyone in entertainment is automatically bad or anyone in any field is automatically bad be it cops be it actors be it politicians you know what i mean like there's obviously a scale for all of those things and just generally speaking most politicians are not not great people uh but in my experience but uh, that's not no you know what i mean i mean i've i've had i've had the same experience you know mo- most politicians on both sides are uh you know kind of shady and that that's that's the other thing too is people like Oh well, you well you think Trump is a is a god, and you know you 
you worship at the altar of Trump, and it's like, listen, I don't worship at the altar of anyone except for, you know, God, but... The Lord God, that's right. And, you know, I... And, like, yeah, I like some of the stuff that Trump, you know, has done. I think... I think Trump is hilarious, um, you know, too. I think, you know, I think that's pretty hard to deny that, you know, he has a sense of humor about things. But, you know, when Trump makes a mistake, I'm not one of these people who, you know, I realize that the man is not infallible. He's he's human-like, you know, all us. He's going to, you know, he's going to mess up and has in some ways. Um, but... And again, I know some people in the audience are going to hate when I say this, but at the end of the day, we do have two choices. We can either pick Biden or Trump. And when it comes to, you know, and yeah, oh, the, we don't have to choose the lesser of two evils. Well, unfortunately, in this world, we kind of do. And so, when it comes to choosing the lesser of two evils, if we want to, you know, think of it in that way, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking choose Trump every single time. Well, that's like the uh, when I am am able to um, cut through my buddy's debate tactics and argument skills, and I can get him down to because, as I've mentioned before, like he'll go on these Obama praising little bits uh, as like comparing Obama to Trump. And I'm like, I pull up fact after fact after fact uh, about, he's like, you know, the biggest thing that he comes down to is, well, Obama sounded more like a politician, which is not uncommon. You know, this whole return to normalcy thing that Biden's run, it's been running on for, for a while now. Uh, Like, well, I don't care what they do as long as they sound like they're doing what I want them to do kind of thing. Uh, but when I break it down, when I finally break him down, he will land on the ultimate atheist, nihilistic fucking burn it all fucking down. I don't care about anything. I don't want either of them to win uh, kind of thing. And I'm like, that's where the, that's where we I, I always lose him because I can get him so close. To being like, well, wait a minute, dude. You have a fucking one-year-old daughter, a wife, and a house, and a career. You know, I use the the simple argument with borders with him. Like, so you're going to tell me that you're going to keep... So not only are you not going to build a fence on your property, but you're going to keep your doors unlocked and open. Because why, why even put doors on your fucking house if you believe everybody should go anywhere? And private property is not a thing. Uh, but I, I got kind of off there. But he, he gets... Ultimately, when I'm like, seriously, which of these two do you think is a better option, Biden or Trump? Uh, He'll, you know, snarkily will answer Biden. But when it comes down to it, he's like, I don't want either of them to win because I want everything to burn. I don't want any. He he fucking hates Christianity, even though his entire family is uh, pretty devout. Uh, He thinks it's he thinks it's the worst thing that's ever happened to the world. He's pretty firm on that um which i mean i get the arguments some of his arguments but he won't under you know he's the type of person that doesn't listen to the other side uh you know uh which i kind of got lost there man but the ultimately what i was trying to say is he will 
he will retreat to a position of absolute nihilism when I really pin him on, well, wait a minute. How can you support fucking Biden or Obama when you hate Trump for this if they've both done this and worse than what you're accusing Trump of on fucking record? And Trump hasn't actually done that. You're just inferring from, you know, his use of the word thugs. You know, Obama used the word thugs when people were writing in Ferguson. You know, so did Biden. You know what I mean? Uh, well, well, uh, politicians are all fucked. They all need to fucking we, we don't need a we don't need a system at all. Fucking destroy the government completely. We can just live as, uh, you know, happy communities like fucking cavemen and everything will be great because all humans are just awesome all the time and we'll take care of each other because that's what humans do. Like, get, Grow the fuck up, man. Yeah, I mean, and that that, you know, that that's kind of the whole that's kind of the whole thing that you know i i've encountered too because there are there are those nuts on on the right somewhat too and i i actually encountered a, a nut on twitter who was who was another accelerationist who was uh who was saying you don't understand uh what owen is you know, trying to do with the whole Bertari thing. It's all going to go to shit anyway, so you know, we need a community like like Bertaria and it's like and I was like hold and I'm like I'm like hold up. A Bertaria is a Ponzi scheme and B so we're just going to become like little tribal communities because we've all, you know, decided just to say you know, fuck it. We're we're done with the American experiment because it's it's too tough now. I mean that that's that's kind of what has irritated me on on both sides. Is we have like the super. I mean, and this isn't everyone, but we have the two fringe sides that just want to see everyone that that want to see everything burn down, and it's just it's more annoying than any, anything because. They're not going. They're not going to be the ones running shit if that happens, and they they don't they don't re- exactly they don't realize realize it. So, well, I mean, it, I think that's part of the problem, though, is the extremes on both ends are the highest population on the internet. I don't have any facts for that, but it just seems that way to me. Oh yeah, that, like you know what I mean. The most active people on the internet are. Uh, I would I would guess are on the extremes of both sides of the political spectrum. You know, the the people with 25 YouTube accounts and fucking, you know, it's you know what I mean? The, the fucking trolls on both sides, the, the shit posters on both sides, the um, the political activists on both sides. So, like those of us that spend time on the Internet um, and aren't necessarily trying to push a narrative because uh, that's not that's not what I'm trying to do. Or have been trying to do, except for the the narrative that Owen Benjamin is fucking retarded. But I haven't been doing that for for a while now. Um, it's just simply, you know, I was talking in a live stream chat, a small live stream chat earlier about this content creator that's just uh, he's been a shit poster since like 2014 or so, making videos talking shit on people, and they. Uh, they were arguing about his stances on things. And I'm like, I never considered that because when I watched that man, nothing he says, I take, I don't take anything he says seriously. It's just comedy. Like he's a, he's a comedian and he says some outrageous things and uh, you know, 
whatever else, but like, I think the uh, part of the problem, man, is again, so many people like me, I see all the shit online and I have done less speaking to actual people about a lot of these things because politics and religion are two things that I was brought up, you know, <laughs> with the impression that you, you it's kind of impolite to talk to strangers about, you know? Yeah. Um, you can talk to your family and loved ones and, and friends and stuff, but yeah, it was just an impolite conversation topic. So to just walk up to random people, like, Hey, what do you think about the the state of the country right now? Who are you voting for? You know, that's, that's not like uh not my thing. And so- uh, maybe, maybe with a camera, maybe with a camera and a microphone, but not just like as a normal citizen. So again, the point though, is like, we get so much of this. I get so much of this, um, uh, both sides of the political spectrum from the internet uh, and from some people that I know personally like you and, but most of them, I don't know a thing about them uh, other than what they post on the internet. So when it comes to, but the, the gap that I'm trying to bridge here is when you do talk, when I do talk to people in real life, even the people that uh, just recently within the last was two days ago i spoke to an elderly gentleman that was wearing a biden 2020 hat he's the first literally the first person in my corn-fed neck of the woods um that has been wearing a political hat that wasn't maga or trump uh 2020 and i talked to him and he was so fucking reasonable and so understanding, and I, I mean, his, his arguments against why he was, or why he wanted to vote for Biden were some of the most sound. I can't really recite any of them, uh, but I respected his opinion uh, because he wasn't uh, belligerent. And he's, I mean, maybe he tricked me uh, with uh, some, <laughs> you know, by, by sounding, speaking to me calmly and using intellectual-ish words, uh, but I don't think so. I mean, it was just like a normal, it was just a normal conversation, like with someone I'm like, what, what makes you want to vote for Biden? And it, I mean, his general answer, uh, cause again, I can't remember any of his, his exact points cause I was at work and had a, tons of other things going on, but it was basically the simple argument that, uh, he wants, he wants to return. He wants to return to the, the politics that he's grown up with the American politics that he's grown up with. And I tried to argue with him that, that's the reason we're in the mess we're in. A lot of it is because of the way politics have been run for the last several decades, including the entire time Biden's been a politician. Yeah. Like, well, I understand. I understand that, but I would rather, it, it's funny because he kind of made, it's kind of coming back to me. He kind of made the argument that I make to my super liberal friend about like Christianity and shit. Like, okay, yeah, for sure. Uh, Catholicism and, you know, the priesthood and, there's so much that's been wrong about Christianity and Catholicism over the last several centuries, but you can't burn it all down. Like you can't just say that it's responsible for everything. Um, And that's kind of the argument this guy was trying to make. Like, yeah, well, I don't think the bull in the China shop is the answer. I think if we can backpedal that a little bit, we can save this and that and the other. And I didn't, I ultimately didn't agree with him, but I, like I said, it, he made he made an intellectual enough argument, like far beyond anything that I've seen or heard from, you know, the online leftist, because that's just all Spurgeon and, and yelling. You know what I mean? So I think that's what's missing uh, is conversations in public with people about a lot of these things, you know?
Yeah, well, honest conversations, you know, without all the, the, you know, pre, uh, preloaded animosity and uh, bullet points and shit, you know. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think Biden is gonna win. Uh, you know, like uh, even a lot of the Democrats I know are kind of meh on him. Um, well, yeah, especially when they see him re- literally fucking reciting <laughs> speech for the third time, man. What the fuck? Which I, I want to play some more clips of that, too. Um, and Johnny Bing brings up, up, up a good point, because th- this is this is another thing I've actually discussed with people, because all of the... All of my neighbors who support Biden, which I, which isn't very many because a lot of people in my neighborhood kind of think, you know, along the lines that we do. But the ones that do support Biden, they, they seem to think that Biden is going to end the quarantine. Whereas, uh, you know, as Johnny points out, uh, Biden will mandate masks. So if you are someone who believes in the rights of the individual are more important than the safety of the collective, you will be banned from civil society. Yeah, and that's exactly what's going to happen. Biden is not going to end the quarantine. If anything, he's going to, um, you know, intensify it more so. I don't know. I um, I mean, I definitely could see that. But I've said uh, internally, uh, I don't know if I've said this out loud anywhere, but like I have this weird feeling that depending on who wins come November, that uh, this whole pandemic is either going to very swiftly like shrink and all these lockdowns and the mandates are going to dissipate rather quickly. Say if Joe Biden wins or if Trump wins, it's either it's going to, you know, like it's been now, it's, you know, cases are going to go through the fucking roof here and there and everywhere. And uh, the the overall fake news is going to go into hyperdrive. Um, I mean, I don't I could definitely I definitely see the argument that they're they're trying to uh, I'm actually more in line with that, that like, yeah, the the, the mask mandates are not going to go away if Joe Biden wins. They're not going to go away if fucking Trump wins. I hate to tell everybody, but um they're not. But but they'll, they'll... This is, this is, that's the thing is this is the new normal. It's been a meme for a minute, but no matter who wins, get used to fucking masks because it's control. Period. Uh, no matter who's no matter who's running the uh, the uh, the White House, it's, uh, they have to control us, and if they can, they will. Yeah. Um. And and Johnny. Just out of a point which made my skin crawl. If election can't be decided, then Pelosi takes over as citizen, as sitting pre- president. Yeah, well, I think I think we would have. I think. I mean, I hate to be brutal about it, but I think something like that would would bring out the extremist, the extreme extremist, uh, and. I mean that would, oh, dude, that would be so bad. That would be so bad. Yeah, well, to well to have to have that other face running the country. So, I mean, no, not dude. She is fucking. 
that is a reanimated corpse several times. I don't like. I can't even. Like I can't even like when she talks or when she when, I, she is a fucking muppet, man. Her 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 face is is frozen from the from all that Botox. Uh, I mean, she has. She's had more work done than uh than what's her face than uh Viet than Hanoi Jane. Oh, than Jane Fonda. So but um let's see, what else what else did uh did Johnny uh put up here for the, the clips that, because there were some real there were some real doozy doozies from the uh Biden speech. Uh, let's see. Oh, um, I think fucking fucking Beetlejuice, goddamn <laughs> catfish Beetlejuice, uh. Up here in uh, Chicago, Lightfoot. What do you know about that fucking wretched human thing? Uh, not much. One in one inform me on on that. Uh, well, she looks like Beetlejuice mixed with a catfish. Oh, oh, um, oh, yeah, her. <laughs> She's fucking terrible, dude. You know the Portland mayor. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> Chicago's close to me, and uh, so that's basically local news for me. Um, and honestly, it's so close that I have I've kind of avoided paying too close so of attention to the things that she's saying and doing uh, because I might just feel the need to uh do like that flat earth dude and, and build a rocket and, and fail at, at proving that the earth is flat and smash the fuck into the ground and leave the planet forever. <laughs> that's, that's a long way of saying I would fucking kill myself. Um, which is a joke, but and I forgot my, I, I lost my point. <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 who, well, who, well, who will co-host the show with me if you, if you go, Apex. So. I don't know, man. Uh, Scorpio did a pretty good job. Scorp- Scorpio does do a, do a pretty good job, but you know, he's he's the he's the gamma in chief. He he's too busy running gamma ops. So but. yeah, and he's not uh, he's not retarded enough. Like you need to you need to. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the point was. He, he anyway. He's not. He, well, and and he's not. He's not gay enough. Uh, he's he's not gay enough either to take uh, John Arcade's place. So, so either. So that's true. Nobody's gay enough to take Johnny Arcade's place. Although I guess I guess Semper is trying. So. Well, wait a minute. I mean, if we're talking about if we're talking about gayness, I think Eric might be top of that mountain. Uh, oh, I, oh, I don't know though. Oh, I, I, I don't know. 
I know that Eric's in the, I know that Eric's in the chat right now and he he probably he probably has a big old chub watching this right now. So But uh it's, it's actually it's nice to see Eric in the chat. I don't I don't think he's normally up this late. <laughs> no, no, I don't I don't think he is. But uh so, creepy Uncle Joe, clip number two. There has never been anything we we've been able to accomplish when we've done it together. So this is so Joe is really encouraging here, huh? This is the United States of America. There, there's never been anything we've been able yeah, to so accomplish. How do you um, how do you see together. all this playing out, man? Like um, the next, I mean, we're still. I don't know the exact day count, but. I'm not as I'm not interested enough to keep count on the days. Uh but it does seem to be an odd reflection of twenty sixteen, doesn't it, in a lot of ways? I mean I will say this the one thing regarding the um you know, regarding this whole election here. Um you know, I, I I'd like to think that we're going to win. I really would. But, um... I just hope that we're not, like, overly confident that Trump is going to win. In other words, I hope that people still get out and vote for Trump. And, you know, don't... And don't have what the, uh... Because what happened with Hillary was... The was the the Dems are so were so sure that Hillary was gonna win anyway that like a lot of them stayed home because they were like, well no one's gonna vote for Trump, right? And then you know, the Republicans came out in fours and voted for Trump overwhelmingly and you know, Hillary got defeated even though she was kind of preordained, quote unquote. And so, you know, I just I just hope that people still show up to the polls and vote and not think that Trump is going to win this thing in a, in a landslide. I think if people show well, I think if people go ahead, I'm sorry. I think if people show up, Trump is going to def, is definitely going to win, but I just hope people aren't overly confident because I'm not fucking 2020 no. fucking 2020 has been a weird ass year. Anything can fucking happen between now and December. Fucking aliens! Isn't it? <laughs> fucking aliens could could invade. So as it say, it's such a weird, such a weird like um, <laughs> like uh, we call that like thought exercise or just like concept in the brain to think about the idea <laughs> that in the year twenty twenty, <laughs> the most normal thing. Literally, the most normal thing that could have happened in the 10 months of the year would be the re-election of a fucking reality TV star to the president of the greatest country on the planet. You know what I mean? Like, uh, the most divisive, probably the most, one of the most, if not the most divisive presidents in, in history being yeah. re-elected. The most non-political politician being re-elected, that would be the most normal thing to have happened all year. Like, oh yeah, 
you know what I mean? Like uh, maybe not, maybe normal is not the best word, but you get what I'm saying? Like it would be the most like, ah, <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. For, yeah. For, for me, for me, if that, if, if Trump gets reelected, I'll all kind of be like, Oh, well, thank God this year isn't completely fucked. So, well, that's only, that's only step one though, man, because the, I feel like the inevitable result of him being reelected is the fucking uh, spinal tap would say turning that shit up to 11 against him, uh, including perhaps assassination attempts, both on him and cabinet members and fucking other republic. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could see it going real dark real fast because they've tried all the subversive shit. And uh, I mean, I say they, the proverbial they, I don't know who the fuck they are, but deep state, not just the Democrats. Deep State, Democrats, uh, Israel, Mossad, fucking... George, uh, George Soros. Soros, yeah, Turkey, Russia, China, fucking China. Goddamn Xi Jinping, Xi, as in Xi, S-H-E, spelled X-I. See... But it's Xi, because he's a fucking woman. See, I... See, when it, when it comes to... When it comes to all the shit that Israel gets blamed for, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty... I'm pretty pro-Israel, and if people want to call me a Zionist, so fucking be it. That's it. I'm out. But every every everything that um everything that Israel gets blamed for, I always blame on the Chinese. So um, uh, uh, most, I'm not gonna go there, Sam. I don't want to get your channel banned. Most of most of it, in, anyway. So, but uh, I mean the USS Liberty. Well, okay, that that's that's an exception. That's an exception. <laughs> that's just one, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, the what I find, especially in most recent history, is what Russia gets blamed for is what actually China is doing. Oh um, yeah, and there there was an article I posted uh, that I think Alex uh, from Versa posted in the Versa Discord earlier about a group of hackers that have allegedly leaked, uh, well, they hacked into three major telecommunications companies of the Chinese Communist Party, the names of which I can't recall off the top of my head. Uh, But what they've released so far alleges, um, like, exactly, like, exactly what we've all, what people have been speculating, especially, I mean, most notably for us here is the things that I've been, you know, rambling about as far as their their control on information and uh, their network of of spies. I mean, the, it turns out, according to these some of these leaked documents, and I'm this is not verbatim because it's been several hours, at least two bowls of uh, marijuana since then. But the Houston consulate uh, that was recently closed, which you'll remember. And where they were burning documents and shit, they, um, these leaks that these hackers supposedly, allegedly, hacked into, proved that there were military uh, officials in that consulate there for espionage uh, purposes with fake IDs and shit uh, that had gone in and out. And again, these are on unverified, but the group of hackers uh, are have like 40 gigs of, uh, of information that they're going to be dumping pretty soon. So this all goes, I ex- expect more of it. My, the tweet that I posted, I think 
or at least my intended to say, expect more of this shit as this great fucking iron curtain across Asia comes down once again, as I keep the metaphor I keep using. Um, Cause it, there's a lot of Chinese people, man. There's a lot of Chinese communist party members rather, but there are way more Chinese people and there are way more people just in general on the planet. And um, freedom tends to, well, not just maybe not freedom because we're not even fucking free here, but you know, uh, that, that sort of oppression that they're, they've been dealing with over there for the last several decades, it just can't last, man. It just won't. And especially in a, in a, in an age where information is so freely flowing as much as they try to restrict it, they won't, they can't, uh, they haven't, you know what I mean? So, uh, it's just, I feel like we're watching, like I said, not maybe not last week cause I was fucking wasted, but maybe the week before that it's, it's weird watching the, the pieces move, uh, in such dramatic ways. Uh, as I feel like they are now. I mean, I don't, it's, it's, again, it's, it's hard to call as you're watching it, but I feel very strongly about um, what we're witnessing with China right now, as I've made very clear to you and, and the audience. Yeah. Um, yeah. This it got it, literally, it's like God, God is punishing them right now. They are fucking the, the, that, that, uh, uh, Three Gorges Dam, that largest hydroelectric plant in the world, is facing its fifth wave of major flooding in the last, like, two months. Uh, and there are, like, 54 million people, according to the Chinese numbers, and we know how they like to report numbers. 54 million people have been displaced uh, or affected, and several thousand have died, obviously. and uh, Food shortages and I mean, it's not good. It's it's literally they have something called the mandate of heaven in the the Chinese Communist Party, and that's the the understanding that God, whatever that is to them, and, and heaven ordain their rule so that you know harvests will be bountiful, and and it, basically the idea is that when natural disasters start occurring, especially piled on top of each other. According to the mandate of heaven, that whatever who whatever ruling party is doing it wrong uh, and needs to be removed, and on top, you know, when you think of, uh, I mean, there's if you just some of the maybe it's just me because of the things I pay attention to on the internet, but like the shit that's been happening over there, it's been snowing in the middle of summer, and again, all these, these massive floods and random lightning strikes. Uh, causing giant fireballs all over the place. China's huge, so of course, you know, random shit's going to happen all over the place. But uh, it just seems, it just seems like uh, it's almost well. It, it actually is biblical because there's literal rivers running red and shit, which is not the first time it's happened. But uh, again, on top of everything else, it's it's, it's hard to ignore uh, as somebody. Not super religious, but definitely faithful, um, and somebody who hopes for the continued existence of the human race, you know, like, and, and looks for the, the brightest light towards that. I don't really give a fuck uh, about much else, but, you know, persecuting and uh, what the Muslim Uyghurs and the Falun Gong, 
I mean, we don't even know the truth about all that shit yet. No, and and well, yeah. Hope, hopefully, we're all around to uh, you know discover what that truth is. That's what I'm kind of hoping hoping for. Well, that's what I refer to when I say that once that that iron curtain comes down and and the rest of the world is able to see the atrocities, I think that will be a watershed moment for for the rest of the world because these people like my friend uh, who really is, and I mean really, truly, and, and I know this, is a good person uh, in in his heart, generally speaking. <laughs> um, they don't, they're so ideologically driven because things are so fuzzy. Everything is so fuzzy. But I think why I think it's so important is because when, like I said, when their mass censorship falls and the people that have been in, in the Chinese communist party, not rocking the boat, but not agreeing with anything that's happening and amassing evidence and shit, because I guarantee you there are thousands of those people uh, in, in the communist party now and outside of it too. A lot of them end up fucking dead because they get caught, but there's smart ones. There's, there's, uh, what is it? There's a billion of them, at least Chinese people. Um, but once the fucking regime falls and information can be extracted therefrom by both ours and other nations surrounding that are going to inevitably have to help. Um, and again, what, when the normies see what's been going on in China and every fucking thing that they own that has a made in China stamp on it and everything that they've argued in defense of communism or Marxism or uh, well, China's bad, but we're worse kind of thing. Like, yeah, that's all going to go so far out the window so fast that I think it really will. I'm, I'm hoping for it like fucking tomorrow. Seriously. I don't wish any suffering on the Chinese people which they're going to suffer and they are suffering and they have been, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. But the the sooner it happens, the less they suffer in the long run and the quicker, uh, you know, I hope anyway, the rest of the world will become aware and privy to the true horror of, you know what? It shouldn't be a fucking secret because Mao, what Mao has done, what Stalin fucking did, what Lenin did, that should should be common knowledge, but it's not. I mean, somewhere near a hundred million unnatural deaths under Mao, this the birth of communism in China, which is more than fucking Hitler and Stalin put together. You know? Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. They, whatever. Oh yeah. They they still don't know. They still don't know the numbers of Mao's. You know, great. Uh, you know, society. How many people people got killed with that? And by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. Robbie don't care in the chat it says bright dude speaking or any yeah yeah Robbie that that is that is Apex Gala the the show's uh you know the show's co-host who is uh who's only retarded when he's drunk let's say let's say that but other than that he's that's not, he's, that's not true I am pretty retarded most of the time I'm just 
just it's like a magnifying glass on an ant when I'm <laughs> when I've drank a, a six pack of high alcohol beer and then decided to drink really expensive well not really expensive but decent whiskey uh and then talk on the internet you know um but i'm not that bright i'm really not i'm uh i'm honestly i think like most of my generation and the generation after me um under me and and perhaps the one after that i think i there's a little bit of autism in there (laughs) somewhere floating around but um honest i joke about go ahead honestly uh I mean, pe- people say that I'm, people say that I'm bright and I'm, you know, I'm smart, but like, I have a, I have an average IQ. My IQ is not 140, is not, is not 147. And I get like, I get good grades, but you know, they're kind of average and college. I, I, I swear to God that some of the, some of the intellectual types quote unquote intellectual types out there are, are all fucking idiots. That's what I've come to to find out. Like the smarter some people are, the dumber they are, if that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. My uh one of my um one of my stepdads uh growing up was a cyclotron engineer, which I, I mean I I find difficult to explain even now, but basically the dude built pieces for particle accelerators, you know, like the Hadron Collider, not the Hadron Collider, but he built pieces for things like that. You know, he was engineer, like as far as engineering goes and technology, uh, the dude was a fucking wizard. He was so smart, but (laughs) put him in a room with more than one, actually with anything other than dudes. But if you put him in a room with one remotely attractive female, much less more than one, um, in a social environment, I mean, you may as well just walk away because the cringe will turn you inside out like a fucking spider that's been dead for two weeks. Like your 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 limbs will curl up. The, the cringe will kill you. Ugh. Literally will kill you. Yeah, He's I... retarded. He's socially, socially fucking retarded. But one of the smartest people I've ever known. At the same time, you know what I mean? So I feel like it's a give and take. Uh, you know, if you're going to be really good at any one thing, you're going to lose it somewhere else. I think that's just the nature of life, man. Like, you lose your eyesight, you're going to get really good at hearing. That's, I mean, Daredevil taught me that, but well, <laughs> just well, <kidding. laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, us, uh, us, well, I'm, I'm not blind, but us, you know, us disabled, we can fuck people. And capable. Yeah. Oh, yes. Thank you. So, <laughs> spe- speaking of, you you said the two magic words, which are attractive wi- women. So, I pretty much, I kind of stopped listening after that. But you, you said my two favorite words. So, actually, it's my favorite singular word. What? Attractive women. Attractive women. Oh, attractive. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Sam. Maybe you're. Maybe you. Maybe you and my stepdad might might equal one um, socially acceptable human around attractive women. I don't know. Are you socially awkward around women? 
I don't imagine so with that fucking Roman chariot you're sitting on. Just cut their legs off and take them with you. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I, I used I used to be when I was younger. Not not anymore. So, but uh, <laughs> well, no. But uh, the point though is, you know, I think that uh, I don't know. Like, what's the answer? Do you be? Do you spread yourself across as many things as you can? Or do you focus on, you know, a few things and be really good at those? Jack of all trades, master of none, or, you know what I mean? That's been a, it's been kind of a struggle for me personally. No, I mean it's. I have... Go ahead. It's been a it's been a struggle for me too. Um, you know, I I I tend to focus on like a couple of areas where I'm good at. Pod podcasting is one of them, and then. Like technical communication, technical communications in general, which is what I'm studying in college. You know, I'm good at that. So, but you know, other than other than that, like I, you know, obviously I don't think we're meant to be good at everything. You know, and I mean, I think people that try and be good at everything, they always they ultimately end up failing at more things than succeeding because they stretch themselves too thin. And, I mean, I think we've seen clear cases of that, you know, just in our time together witnessing some of these internet locales. So, um, but, you know, I think... uh, you know, I, I think I think what's interesting about the internet is you uh, you know you see the best of people on here, and you also see the worst and weirdest in people. On well, here. I see it. I see it as a magnifying glass, man. Uh, you know, Joe Rogan is, you know, famously said that he thinks that like social media and shit amplifies mental illness, but I think it is. I think it's more than that. I think it it amplifies everything it amplifies everything that you are the especially the longer you spend on it and the more you put into it you know it becomes a uh (laughs) like a composite for you as a person which you know again if there were some like master built ai uh that was like pre-built when the internet started that's just been absorbing everything from everybody and knowing who it came from and the content, you know what I mean? Like absorbing it all, like we would be fucked already, but (laughs) um, (laughs) damn it. There was a point. There was a point to that, but uh, I just think that um, it amplifies everything that we are as people, uh, positive and negative. It has the potential for both because I have seen a lot of genius uh, flower in my time on the internet, people that, uh, you know, started doing one thing because they have a creative knack and they ended up doing, you know, making a living and doing something, you know, still creative. But I mean, there's so many art channels and music channels that would never be possible without the internet that, you know, it's mere existence, you know, allows them to think in ways other generations of musicians and artists couldn't because they didn't have time-lapse fucking um, video at uh, that for people to click on on demand and watch a 40-hour a drawing we made in 
10 minutes or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so as well as like Joe Rogan famously said, people that have like personality disorders or at, like full-blown mental illness, undiagnosed or otherwise, <clears throat> oh, uh, and- I think it's, I think it puts a mag right. I think it puts a magnifying glass on that shit, man. Like, it turns it into. Um, I mean, there's there's so little context in just plain words, and most ninety nine point nine percent of people writing shit on the internet are not authors. Much less are they very well educated in proper fucking grammar and English. You know, so context is lost almost entirely. Uh, with with most interactions on the internet, you know, so even people that have good points to make don't know how to make them. And even if they think they do, I fall victim to this all the time. Uh, you think you've got a good point, but the receiving end, they don't have even remotely the same concept of the world as you. So the words you just said that make all the sense in the world to you, you're speaking to a different creature, more or less, or, you know, like much less language barriers if english is a second language or a third language for some of these you know some of these people that you end up interacting with you know um I, you know again i i just think it's it's a magnifying glass on us as personalities good and bad yeah and then um, and then what i also find interesting is like in my in my experience like i just wanted when i was you know, when I was like 14, I wanted to be on the radio and kind of do like a, a, a DJ type talk thing. And, you know, I, I couldn't because, you know, at the time, like, you know, as radio kind of got corporatized, you know, no, there weren't any, you know, you couldn't like hide even the local radio stations wouldn't like hire me as an intern or, you know, whatnot. So I, I was just, I was just some dude who had to figure all this shit out on my own and kind of, you know, dicked around with like early podcasting feeds. And, you know, I kind of like stumbled through this, but then lo and behold, I, I taught myself how to do this shit. And, you know, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not Joe Rogan, you know, levels of, famous but considering that like i've basically you know done this whole thing like independent i think i've done pretty damn good for myself and you know what i'm still you know learning how to do this shit and you know i'm just fucking running with it so well that's something i've actually mentioned to you i don't know if it was on air or uh in like a just a you know personal chat but um like i i like that you're you've been doing it for so long because you're young sam and you while you i mean in the grand scheme of things to be to be fair like there's not a whole lot of success quote unquote that you have to show i mean of course you got ben shapiro before ben shapiro was popular you have many notable uh streams and stuff and things that have happened, but as again, in comparison to the Joe Rogan types and the other like super successful podcasters, you know, you haven't necessarily reached that yet. But as I've also said all along, um, certainly on stream, 
is that I think that you have all you have everything necessary to. Uh, you don't have to be super pot. You don't have to be Joe Rogan, man. You know, but to make a living out of it, to do this, to do what you're doing now for a living, and um, I think you have you're 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 young enough still, and you've been doing it long enough. I think you, you seem as as much as I know you, which admittedly is not super well, but I think well enough to uh, surmise that you can you'll you'll figure it out. I think. Well, I think you'll. I think you'll do. You'll think you'll do great eventually. Well, you know? well, thank you, Apex. Your your uh, your 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 uh, PayPal transaction is will be completed here moment momentarily. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for. Don't make me. Don't make. Don't make me squirt live on stream, man. I've already been drunk here. Yeah. Uh oh. Oh God! That that's that's all. That that is all we need is. Uh... <laughs> so speaking of uh, that of, you know that that weird weird uh, kind of shifting to to uh, movies and whatnot. Hey, one thing I wanted uh. to, one thing I wanted to get your opinion on is uh, what. What do you make of uh, the conundrum that Netflix is in now? So, yeah, that's a surprise topic, Sam. And I can't believe I didn't think about that before the show because it's been that's been fucking eating me up, man. Yeah, Uh, personally, personally. Sorry. Um, I think it's fucking disgusting. Uh, and I think, I mean, obviously the movie's not even out yet, so we don't know what the fuck it is, but I, I, I watched the trailer, uh, because I watched the, uh, Ricada stream, the Nick Ricada stream about it. And then I watched his stream with, uh, with Joshua Moon. Um, and, and for, and for those who don't know what we're, what we're talking about, I guess there's this, there's this new, like, French movie on Netflix, or that's going to come out on Netflix called uh, Cuties, and I don't know what I don't know what what it's about, and I don't want to, but the well, but like all actually the, all the promotional yep. images, I uh, basically like super sexualized children, basically. It's it seems like, and it's just well, I'm gonna look up. The original synopsis, because I don't know if I can... F- oh, yeah, okay, they changed it. Okay, so the synopsis of the movie uh, is it is about 11-year-old who starts to rebel against her conservative family traditions when she be- becomes fascinated with twerking and a twerking dance crew. Hoping to join them, she starts to explore her femininity, defying her family's traditions. Um. And that synopsis synopsis does not say it, but somewhere I read originally when the first the thing first got the trailer first got launched that it was about exploring uh, over sexualized society. It was worded in a way that it was like uh, living in a world of an over sexualized society. But in the short one minute trailer or whatever it is, it is so fucking disgusting, dude. Like. Me, just as a as a human fucking being, and nobody that I've spoke to 
that has seen it or that I've made watch it without any, I've tried my best to be like, Hey, watch this uh, trailer real quick. Tell me what you think about this new Netflix show. Uh, which, which at least in one case has been like, bro, what, what do you mean? Like, no, no, no. I just, I'm tr- trying to be unbiased to get your reaction. Cause it's fucking, it's puke worthy, uh, for sure. But, uh, yeah, no, I've not met anybody in person that has heard of it or seen anything about it. And even people that have argued with shows about, uh, like, uh, 13 reasons, whatever, wasn't it called 13 reasons why or whatever that other Netflix show about fucking suicide. Oh Yeah. Yeah, see, I argued with my uh, my old lady about that, and I never actually watched that show, but I watched uh, some of it, and I didn't like it. I didn't like the implications for, like, because it's a kid's show about kids, you know, my arguments did not land with her at all. She's like, no, 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 you don't understand. It is, it's trying to talk them out of it, and I'm like, no, you don't understand. It's glorifying it. We argued fucking forever. We still have not come to a conclusion on that. But this one I brought to her. I'm like, what do you, what do you think about this? She watches fucking my 800-pound life and, uh, you know, 18, what is it, a teen mom and all the garbage fucking shit on TV. Um, and I, I may have even seen her watch, uh, maybe just in passing, but those stupid pageant shows, which are no better, uh, in my opinion. But at least they... Uh, they don't like, I don't know this, this trailer for this, this show and the, all the promotional footage and pictures and shit screams like pedo dude. Like it just screams pedo. Like the zooming in on fucking little girls crotches in the fucking trailer. You know what I mean? Like real yeah, quick zoom, I... like, you cut the shot. And, uh, uh, Nothing, nothing about that. Nothing about that speaks artistic to me. I could listen. There have been movies made uh, that do that, that, that talk about this subject that, you know, that broach this topic or breach this topic without glorifying it, that make it, uh, you know, that tell a, a compelling story creatively and will disgust you, but without, again, glorifying it. And this, that's the real problem so far that I have with all the promotional material is like, okay, supposedly this director is coming out and saying, well, this is, no, this is about like growing up as a preteen in an over-sexualized society and like the struggles of a young woman dealing with that. Okay. That, that's a thing. I could, that, that, that is happening right now with, with girls, you know, all over the planet, but for sure in this country. But so far, what I've seen, the promotional material is all happy, glorifying, twerking and fucking girls being, you know, dressing in fucking provocative shit and acting in provocative ways. Like, that's not that's not the story that you appear to be trying to tell based on the promotional material. And that basically that's really the problem that I have. I don't know what this movie even is yet. And. What, how it's being promoted. That's the fucking problem that I have. And not even like, and not even like teenage girls, like fucking, like again, 11, 11 year olds, you know, you know, at that. And, and see, like, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's weird. And I, I know that people are 
going after Netflix for this, and maybe, maybe they're maybe they're just maybe they're justified. But and I'm not even like necessarily defending Netflix, but I will say uh, Netflix does have good programs like uh, like Mindhunter, for for example, which again you re- you recommended, you know, to me like. Mindhunter is one that I think a lot more people should see because it explores the dark side of humanity and doesn't, like, fucking glorify it. But then, like, you know, you have other... You have shit like this, and it's like... Who at Netflix decided this would be a good fucking idea, you know, to approve this? That that's That's what I want to know, because... It seems like it seems like different people run different shit over there. If that makes sense. Well, well, uh, Aviation Arms in the uh, in the chat asks. Uh, he says, "Correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't Netflix have Pretty Baby on it, which basically has a pedo scene in it, which I am entirely unfamiliar with. I've never even heard of before. I read it in the chat just now. But if it does." I would be equally upset about that. But the problem, or the difference, I guess, is I've never heard of it. Uh, Cuties is fucking everywhere. It's fucking everywhere. It's been everywhere since... And you know what? Uh, uh, Pretty Baby, whatever that is, if it has a pedo scene in it, I don't know. Again, I don't know the context. But as I was saying just a minute ago, there are ways to tell those stories and and horrify you and and compel you without glorifying the acts within. I mean, surely there are some people that are going to watch disgusting acts of violence, uh, you know, portrayed as, uh, as well as can be done by a director as, you know, as meaningfully as can be done by a director and somebody somewhere, maybe even a handful of people somewheres will be compelled enough to try that or something, you know what I mean? Like to, enact some sort of whatever uh, i mean but that's art i guess you know what i mean in in all of its forms but i don't think that i think there's a difference man like there's a difference between telling a story that's uh disgusting and compelling on multiple levels and glorifying a disgusting story you know what i mean like i don't know like well well you've well you've seen you've seen the movie uh I know that you're a Clint Eastwood would fan of Hex as as you and I found out about each other last week on Twitter, so I'm assuming you've seen the first Dirty Harry. Am I am I right? Yes, you are correct. So so there there's a scene in in Dirty Harry where the serial killer guy kidnaps kidnaps like a teenage girl and it is implied that he like he they basically molests her and rapes her and kills her. It doesn't it doesn't show on screen, but that's kind of the impetus for uh Dirty Harry going after you know, the guy and eventually, you know, killing him, becoming a vigilante cop, like, at the end of the fucking, fucking movie. So, like, I, I've, 
I have no problem with them. I have no problem with movies like pushing, you know, like dark boundaries. But I, I don't know. It, I guess it's how they do it and in what context they do it. If that makes if that makes sense. So, but ah, sorry, too many windows open. Yeah, no, it makes sense, man. So, but yeah, that was that was a. I mean, so that that's that that was certainly a weird, you know, thing that came out of this week. So, all right. So, um, let me segue here because this is going to be something you're you're either either or both more excited about and more knowledgeable knowledgeable about. But the um, I watched both the Wonder Woman 1984 trailer and the Snyder cut uh, of Justice League trailer. And I, you know, what do you think? So start with, well, I don't need to, we're not going to, we're going to skip Wonder Woman because I know what you think about that. What do you think about the Justice League trailer? So the Justice League uh, Snyder trailer, I wish, uh, I wish that one step too far weren't here because he's actually a big fan of everything Zack Snyder. But uh, I will, I will say that uh, I'm, I'm fucking excited for uh for Justice League uh you know the the Snyder cut just because um I actually never I never saw the theatrical cut of the Justice League movie but from what I understand it's a train wreck and I actually like kind of the darker tone of uh Batman v Superman and some of the and some of the other DC movies that have come out. I seem to be in the minority. But uh I actually liked Batfleck. So uh I'm I'm excited. I thought I thought that the uh the use of Hallelujah and this in the trailer is kind of it was interesting since they used that in the uh Watchmen movie, which Zack Snyder also did, but what do you think of uh of the Justice League movie? And, uh, did we lose you, Apex? This program brought to you by Smooth Dead Air. Let me... oh, oh, dude. No, I was talking to nothing. Because uh, you, in the middle of your sentence, dropped out. So I thought I was running the Whitfield report. So I started uh, smoothly naming off things in my room that I could see. And I thought maybe... Uh, I thought maybe you had to leave and come back, but it was me as usual. Sorry about that, chat. No, I I was just I was just saying that I that I liked the uh, I liked the trailer for the Snyder Cut, and uh, well, I, I mean it looks cool, but that's easy to do when you show seventy five five or like three second clips and play Hallelujah calmly in the background, which, as you pointed out in DMs. Brought you, I'm sure, unintentionally some Watchmen, uh, some OG Watchmen movie vibes mm-hmm. because that song was also in that movie. Yep. Uh, so. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what the fuck to think of it. Like, I can't tell what the fuck's going on. I can't tell. I mean, I see a bunch of characters I recognize in places that they should be, but uh, you know, I, I mean. 
Is it better? I don't fucking know. The first one was absolute shit, so it's probably better. But, I mean, I kind of like shitty movies. I just, I have a hard time uh, dealing with shitty movies that take themselves as seriously as the first Justice League tried to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, and no, and and I, I never, I never saw the first, uh, I never saw the first Justice League movie because I, I was told to wait for the Schneider cut. So, well, I, I mean, I watched it like, you know, happenstance. It was just on. It's you know, one of my friends' house or something. I don't, uh-huh. I, I haven't seen the whole thing, but like, the CG is fucking in so many places is so obviously garbage. And again, what little bit of the story I saw was like, what? Wait, uh, I mean, the jumps and uh, the characters didn't make sense, like in in accordance with their solo movies in in certain. I can't think of anything offhand, like in particular, because I I just kind of blanked it out. Like, I I don't care enough about comic book movies, man. I grew up with a big brother that was obsessed with comic books um, and graphic novels and stuff. So I, I have an appreciation for them. But. Like everything else, man. I, I, once the the uh, the MCU became the MCU, and they started laying out five year plans for movies and shit, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I don't care that much, dude. Like, I, I don't. I just don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like. I... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. No, all I was gonna say is I'm kind of I'm kind of in the same boat that you are. I mean, I mean, li- listen, you you have a young you have a younger brother who does collect comic books and graphic novels, and uh, that's me. But uh, you know, like, and I I liked I liked the first like five years of the Marvel movies, but um, but, but after that, like, um. Like I kind of stop. I still watch them, but I don't. I don't try and keep up with them. Like I, I have, I have Disney Plus, so I can go back and watch them like anytime I want to. But like I don't, I, yeah. I, I don't feel like I need to, uh, you know, go out and spend. No, because guess what? You're familiar with the source material, mm-hmm. and the source material is almost certainly better than the realized visual spectacle that they put on screen. It just is. Oh, because ab- oh, absolutely. The difference between even an illustrated book and a movie is your imagination. You get to fill in blanks with your own imagination. Yeah. Which you do technically you do still get to do with movies. There is a a good movie anyway, will uh, or or TV show will leave you plenty of room to fill in those blanks, which is why I like Mindhunter. You know what I mean? Like it's such a cerebral uh, it's it's boring on its face, but it is very cerebral in the in the context of uh, you know the historical context of you know the FBI and serial killers and shit. Uh, you know, I thought uh, that's David Fincher, isn't it? Can't remember. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's that's David Fincher. Yeah, David Fincher. Exactly. I thought he did a. I thought he did a good job. Um, but that's not necessarily like my favorite kind of TV show or movie or or anything you know what i mean i like like i said earlier i like really stupid shit too i mean trailer park boys is one of my favorite shows of all time um i i just finished i just finished watching the office for the second time through because i fucking love the office so 
And have, you, have you ever watched? Have you ever watched the Trailer Park Boys? Oh, oh yeah, I fucking, I fucking love the Trailer Park Boys. Okay, so. yeah, that's. I was gonna say you didn't. You, I said I watched the tra- Trailer Park Boys. Was one of my favorite. And you're like, oh, I watched The Office. So I was like, I, I figured. I assumed you did never seen it. I haven't. I will say with Trailer Park Boys, I haven't. I haven't watched like the whole series. Like I've kind of watched them. I've kind of watched them randomly, but it like Trailer Park Boys is one of those shows that has been on for so long now that I'm like, I'm like, oh boy, if I don't, if I start from the from the beginning, I'm never gonna, you know, if I try and watch this from the beginning, I'm never gonna catch up. So, um, but it it is. Well, I did as as you mentioned, I did kind of fucking. I did kind of set you up for a, a tease, though, man, because like a year, a year plus after I'd been trying to get you to watch the show, and a year plus after they'd not come out with a new season, <laughs> after season two, I got you, I got you hooked on it, and you know, I I did watch kind of high and dry. I did watch a, uh, I did watch a good, I did watch a good movie the other night though, which was uh, it's funny because the critical. The critical drinker just did a review on it, but uh, Demolition Man with uh, Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes. Hey, what are the seizures for? I don't know. What are, what are the seizures for? No, it's no, terrible, uh, Stallone. It's terrible, Stallone. But the seashells—it's the one thing that sticks out from Demolition Man. You're and Sandra Bullock. You're uh, oh oh yeah, def definitely yeah definitely. I mean, Sandra Bullock can still get it. Somewhat, but uh, that's that's all another that's all another topic. But yeah, uh, the critical drinker actually call calls uh, Demolition Man Life Simulator 2020. So, uh, wait, say what? I said th- I said the critical drinker now refers to uh, Demolition Man as 2020 Life Simulator. Oh, <laughs> so. Oh, I love the critical Driz, man. I've been following it, dude. He had like fifty, like fifty something thousand subscribers when I found that dude. Yeah, I, yeah, I. Th- you know, he's, an, he's an author too. He's he's got like a whole series of uh, novels. I have, I have all of his, I have all of all of his books too. So. Did he really? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So. Well, um, guess what, man? I am not drunk, and I just dropped my phone. <clears throat> so proof. But you, uh, but you've only dropped it once, and it was, and yeah, it, and it was still. I it, dropped it. <laughs> what did I drop it? Five ways to Sunday, I think I said. Yeah, last uh, week. Yeah, and and then and then you and then you were like, "I'm gonna throw it up to the ceiling." So. Yeah, I don't like listening. <clears throat> I don't like listening back to my own voice anyway, but I felt compelled. Just because, like, I for real got, like, I don't remember leaving the stream or how it ended. <laughs> so I'm like, what the fuck? I figured if I'd really said or did anything stupid, you would be friend enough to be like, hey, I'm not going to post this stream or I'm going to edit this part out because you were like, hey, I live here <laughs> or, you know, something like that. Uh, but no, the uh, the cringe, man, the cringe level listening to your own voice that, that drunk <laughs> no i is very uh it's 
it's not it's not it's not fun man i'm you know what I, i'm glad the audience enjoyed it so i'm not that ashamed of myself but uh you know the uh, being, uh the the first uh the one of the i mean if it makes you funny better i i've done drunk live streams on here before too in fact Remember when the whole Brett Kavanaugh thing happened a few years ago? When uh, he, yeah, when he was like, "I like beer." Well, I remember uh, I got like a, I got like a, I got like a twenty pack of Miller of Miller High Lives on. Uh, Sam, I was in the chat for that stream. Oh, that was that was well well before I was your co-host, but I, I was in the chat for that stream. I remember. Oh, you oh. didn't get so you didn't get so fucking drunk that you couldn't fucking even say your words right, though. Like that's the thing is, I sounded so fucking drunk, man. <laughs> I mean, you definitely got drunk that night, man. But oh, oh yeah, I got, I got, I got drunk. The worst, the worst part of it was when uh was when the DZ meme team. Kept uh kept photoshopping memes of me with uh with uh dicks in my hands instead of the instead of the bottles. That was that was the worst part of it. So and uh and since then I don't I don't get drunk on stream very often. So but yeah, we no we've we've all we've all had our uh, embarrassing on stream moments. Apex, you're not alone. So. No, no, I'm not. But um, <clears throat> you know, I've been a lurker on the internet for a long time, and it's only been since I uh, decided to start making really shitty Owen Benjamin videos in solidarity with, in solidarity with Johnny Arcade and he who he who shall not be named, who were doxed on stream that I watched live as uh-huh. a viewer of Owens. Well, As you know, and most of the viewers already know well, um, I, before then, and since um, I quit making Owen videos, I've not been, uh, you know, not been keen to project myself out. Because uh, as I mentioned earlier, I think that the internet is a magnifying glass on uh, personalities, and I'm pretty sure I'm retarded. Maybe not like uh, autistic, or I'm sorry, uh, like Down syndrome. But uh, no, I don't think I'm retarded. I really don't. Uh, it's just a it's no. Just I a mean, I'm definitely, I'm, defi- I'm definitely dumb, uh, retarded and uh, retarded in the dumb sense. But uh, <laughs> I, 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 um, I think when it comes to internet retardation, Alex Jones still has the best fucking uh, line off. Line off. Well, which 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 you need to understand, Joe. I'm kind of retarded. That was good. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. That was that. That. Was, but you know what? Go ahead. And see, and see. That's why I I don't. And see, like that's why I don't I don't mind like you know us goofing on, on the stream and like you know me me taking my shirt off at like you know <laughs> e- evil at evil Eric the right dollar amount at evil no at evil Eric's insistence so um. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't mind being an internet internet meme, you know, as long as it's like all in good fun. So you know, I mean, and, and plus, yeah. I mean, I mean, heck, we 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 made we took you know we took gamma, which was an insult to us, and made it and made that into a meme, even though 
even though, uh, as you said last week, gammas are strong enough and so, and uh, you know, visit you know, basically they're non-existent. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. Uh, well, any other topics that you, uh, you know, that you want to bring up? Um. Oh, um, I, I thought of one more thing. Uh, go ahead. So do you have any, do you have any predictions for the, uh, Republican National Convention next, this coming week? I predict Secret Service being active. Um, I predict, um, a lot of hyperbolic reporting from the mainstream news, uh, as far as like protests and violence surrounding uh, it. I predict um, well, off the top, that's all I've got. You go ahead, I'll think about it. Yeah, no, I, I mean. One of the things I think is weird is that, like, we're doing this virtually now, you know, instead of, like, all in person. So I think that's going to be weird. Um, I am def, I am definitely curious to see what Trump has to say for him, for himself. So, because as I understand it, there's not going to be a whole big Trump rally. Um, Why not? I mean, there might be, uh, for all I know, but I haven't heard I haven't heard anything about about there being one yet. But who knows? I could be I could be the retard on that one. Uh, I but you know, I'm I'm curious to see. I'm curious to see how Trump is going to be, you know, reacting to this going on with uh, you know, with the re-election campaign. So, um. It'll be amusing to see what he has to say about Biden. I'm sure, I'm sure I'll have a few good zingers there. So, and uh, other than that, I'm not really sure what to think. So, yeah. Oh shit! Where the, where the? Can you hear me, Sam? Yeah, yeah, I can. I can still hear you. I lost the Discord window. I can't. I was gonna say I can't tell if I'm muted or not. I got too many fucking windows open. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know what to expect either. I mean, quite frankly, I, I uh, listened to most of Trump's. I don't know when it was, but the uh, it was like the White House prayer breakfast or whatever. When was that? Oh gosh, that was like back in April, I think. Was it when Trump had like a, he had like a really hoarse hoarse voice? Mm-hmm. He sounded like he'd been fucking yelling or something. I don't know. Uh, anyway, um, I was watching part of that just randomly popped up on my YouTube feed. And I was listening to him and he like started the whole thing with like, yeah, it's been uh, it's been very difficult for me. Um, it's been also or he's like, you y'all have made it very difficult for me. I've made it very difficult for you, too. Um, and again, it seemed recent. Uh, I didn't realize it was that long ago, but either way, it just reminded me of some of Trump's strengths. And I actually spoke to my stupid liberal friend that I love with all my heart. 
earlier today on the phone. I've made a uh, made a habit of talking at least once a week on the phone. Um, and uh, we were just talking about some of the because, like I was saying earlier, so it's so easy for shit to get lost in translation, just with cold letters on a screen. You know, again, and especially when you're trying to text back and forth quickly, respond to points quickly with words and only your thumbs it's fucking it's it's absurd so uh i was talking to him about some of the things that i believe and uh the where he's gotten me misconstrued with what he perceives of of things he sees online and how he's just lumping me in with um you know the the alt-right and all the other things just because that's all he knows because it's all he sees Mm -hmm. um was that um, the like what people see in Trump and what people saw in Trump and what I personally see in Trump? And for the first time, I I didn't get like uh, the same old reaction. You know, uh, I guess it was maybe the convers you know the way the conversation led up to it, but it was basically like. You know, he he talks all this shit on politicians and stuff, and I'm like, well, that's why. Ultimately, that I think that's why people identify with him because the dude does not talk like a politician. He does not act like a politician. Um, and you can say all you want about previous business dealings and um, tax returns. I don't know what the fuck's on there. Uh, I'm not even sure Trump knows what the fuck's on those tax returns. I think that's probably why he doesn't want him out, but. Regardless, like, you know, him and I, my friend and I are in agreement that politicians have led us to where we are in conjunction with uh, big corporations, you know, um, uh, large corporations just in general, big, big money, whatever it is uh, in whatever field in in conjunction with politics is, is kind of led it led the general population on the lower end of the scale to where we are now, uh, black, white, or in between. Uh, but he also, this is again, where I, he it comes to a schism with him. And I could, I could feel it over the phone. Cause I'm like, so why wouldn't you support the most non-politician that's ever run? That's actually, you know, that's he's, he's making political moves, but he's not a politician. He doesn't talk like one. He doesn't act like one. He, he acts like a fucking American. And yeah, he's done, some shady shit, I guess, in business dealings in the past. Some of it's proven, some of it's just conjecture. But, um, you know, how can you how can you argue against? Oh well, he doesn't sound like one. He doesn't sound like a politician. But but that's the people you don't like. Well, yeah, but he also is, uh, uh, uh you know. So, I, um, it was a. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I think one of the things that is like extremely interesting, one of the things that I've noticed is right when I when I was when I was growing up and kind of, you know, before Trump got, you know, before Trump was like even in the political sphere, one of the things that I would always hear is, well, if we had a businessman running the country, Things would be a lot better if we actually had like a, a businessman, someone who knew how to, you know, run business. And that was something that I heard from both, you know, liberals and conservatives pretty consistently, right? And it, it it's it's kind of interesting because um 
because then you know Trump ran and Trump got elected and you know he he's a businessman and, and yet these same relatives who would always you know like who would always say we need need a businessman then they would be like oh my god Trump is hor-, you know they they got like major Trump derangement syndrome and I actually I actually told the relative I'm like now hold on I remember. I remember when I was a kid, you you used to say all the time that we need a businessman as president. Well, now we have one, and now you're concerned about it? What gives? So, I just thought that was really interesting. Right. So, kind of. Yeah, good. there's a lot of that, man. People are confused, dude. There's so much emotional, like, it's on... It's equal on both sides of the fence, dude. No matter what your political leaning, you will find. I have found um, some of. I don't want to say the most emotionally like uh, decision making people on on one side or the other. Well, no, I'm sorry. I was going to say on the right, but I have found some very very emotionally motivated people on the right. As uh, been pointed out before, Trump derangement syndrome very much goes both ways, dude. Like, oh yeah, the idea that the idea that Trump is, you know, like a literal, like, I mean, anything other than a fucking dude that was a businessman and is now a politician and fucking memed his way into fucking office and is now doing his best to fight against, you know, uh, a system that both hates him and the rest of the country generally speaking um like he's not like you know that's why i have such a problem with the q shit like god damn it how stupid can people be man yeah (laughs) and it's and it's funny because i know we just spent like 20 minutes or whatever you know basically crapping on netflix for the whole cutie you know cuties thing and you know granted i get it that you know pedophilia is bad and it it should rightly yeah you know it it, it is it is fucked up but one but one of the things that annoys me about QAnon is this whole thing where it's like pedophilia is everywhere is everywhere it, where uh, where it where it's little it, where it's literally like where it's literally like there could be pedophiles under my fucking floorboards you know or so or something you know just, that's yeah. that's how like some of these people act and it's like and it's like if you can't if you can't like trust your fucking you know neighbor or whatever because you think they're you know like obviously be cautious and watch out for your kids and all of that but you know it's like first of all get to know your fucking neighbors yeah about that yeah um but second of all i don't think this is just another again another example man like i i i have zero and i mean zero doubt that there is mass child pedophilia and sex trafficking rings among the most elite people in the world zero i have no doubts about that in my mind whatsoever yeah but the idea that every missing child is a victim of that is harder to it's harder for me to believe um but it is so easy 
for people that care about kids, which is every fucking human on the planet that has a soul um, to get wrapped up in. Again, like I keep mentioning, it's so fucking easy to get lost in information in this information age because oh. there's so much of it. There's so many takes on on ideas and like I, uh, you know, takes on a take on a take on a take. Like the facts, there's not even facts to begin with. It's an opinion that someone gives a take on, that someone gives a take on, that someone gives a take on, and that fourth person in the line happens to be Tim fucking Pool or somebody that's got you know millions of people and or Stephen fucking no, maybe not Stephen Crowder, but you get what I'm saying, like. Yeah, it's the idea that like, you know, it's so fucking easy because Steven Crowder and Tim Pool and uh, I can't think of any left wingers. Thank uh, uh, you, girl. No, that dude don't count. He's not a human. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, oh, fuck. No, the dude, the, the hill, the hill. Um, oh, the... uh, Crystal and Sager always uh, always call him out. Uh, Kalinsky, Kyle Kalinsky, I think. Oh yeah. Um, fuck. See, I I spent so much of my my brain matter Sam, hours on figuring out that name Sam, that I couldn't. I, I lost. Sam Cedar is another one. Yeah, I can't remember what my point was though. <laughs> I can't remember why I was trying to think of left wing commentators. Um. Ah shit. But you, your your point Damn. your point is is that there are nuts on both sides, right? That was oh no 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 oh that's right. My my point actually was that on both sides they're fucking people and they don't have. I mean, in some cases they do have fact checkers and they do, you know, source their stories and shit. They get, you know, reliable sources. But for the most part, the Isaleb, the people like Tim Pool. Uh, and the people like all of these people that are just one person, I don't fucking trust them. I don't trust anything that they say. Basically, I have to vet every word out of their mouth because they are fundamentally Ethan Ralph prior to the sex tape. And maybe that's a little deep lore for you, Sam, because that's a different part of the internet uh, than what you're used to, perhaps. But uh, yeah. you know, I think all e celebs are the same fucking thing. They just don't know it yet, or they haven't reached that point yet. They're, uh, they're just people. And when you are one person acting as a front for the most reliable source for anything, you're inevitably going to be corrupted by your own ego. And, it, it, you know, you're going to have to have people around you. And <laughs> you're only likely only going to recruit people that are going to, you know, in, uh, just by human nature that are going to boast or, or reinforce your superiority. Uh, and somewhere along the line, you're going to start reporting shit. That's not true. Like Tim pool did on uh, with the whole Cernovich Owen Benjamin Patreon thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He was so Paul was so fucking eager to be like, <laughs> big tech censorship. It's all coming down. Look, I was right. We're all, it's, it's all fucking, it's been prophesized. No, you fucking idiot. You didn't. You were so caught up in this e-celeb thing that Cernovich and his, you know, his dick knot that he has with Vox Day and Owen Benjamin, um, 
that's where they're all all of the dicks are tied together in that knot by the way that's what i meant by that just to clarify uh this dick knot that he's got going on everybody else was blind to it because you know the people that wanted it to be true it's true because somebody that they deem uh respectable said so they didn't even need to look they didn't need no vetting and that's what i mean like these hug boxes and these echo chambers become a lot fucking bigger than people think. It's it's a lot bigger than just the chat uh, for a certain channel. It's the fucking, I mean, it's why I don't like fucking Mersh anymore. Because I'm pretty sure he's in, he's in, he's been in cahoots with Owen for, or in some degree for years now, or at least a year. You know what I mean? Well, with the whole, with starting, with, starting with the Alan, Alan Powell fallout. Yeah. Uh, and, and prior to that. They had direct communication via email, private communications that Merce shared. He he shared that they had them. He was because he was proud that he you know convinced Owen that Crowder was a bisexual. Yeah. So Merce had no reason. No Merce, Merce had no reason to hide that because he you know he gained something from that. Which which to no. be honest with the whole Crowder being bisexual thing because people have asked me about that. Look, I don't know if it's true. I know that his wife is hot. That that it Crowder, listen, Crowder sucks is, dicks, bro. Just deal with it. I mean, it, it might be true, but here's the thing: I don't really care. You know, like at at the end of the day, what it, what I care more about is is Owen, who's who is so who is what I what I care about more is like the the people like Owen who like to. Pre- who like to self-project and pretend everyone else is gay, but, um, you know, then, then just self, then just self-project, but that, you know, that's another topic. So, um, you know, um, I, I think the thing that, the thing that bugs me with the whole, you know, Patreon and that whole thing is like, even people that you and I like, you know, Apex, like Sean, like Sean and Alex from, from Versa, you know, even, even they kind of fell into the trap of, you know, reading Cernovich's tweets as, you know, facts, right? They absolutely did. That's, and, that's, that's exactly my point, man. And I, you know, I, I, I've been, well, I mean, you were that you were there in the, you were there in the discord, you know, and I'm not saying anything, I'm not saying anything bad about them, but I was kind of like, um, you guys might want to be careful because, you know, this this whole lawsuit is not what you guys think it is. It's well, yeah, no, we. It was made very clear. There's no no need to like uh, preemptively apologize because we all discussed it openly on stream. I, I remember pretty vividly because oh, I, yeah. I said the same thing. I'm like, this is this thing is not over, and ultimately, you know, their stance was anything that hurts big tech is good. And I mean, by that standard, they're not wrong to, to celebrate because it is going to cost Patreon a lot of money. Like there's no, there's no question about that, but, but where we were getting lost uh, and, and specifically in that conversation with Versa, uh, the, the guys at Versa was that we were, we were talking from an Owen Benjamin perspective. We were thinking Owen talking about winning, 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 Owen's winning against Patreon, right. uh, which is the narrative. Which is the narrative uh, that uh, uh, Alex and Dexter were picking up on. Uh, but once I broke it down for them, like, look, Owen's not winning anything 
or once I guess once we broke it down. Uh, but Owen's not actually winning anything. Well, their point was, yeah, but our, the arbitration for all those cases is going to cost Patreon a lot of money, which et cetera, et cetera. Well, okay, but again, my point stands. It's going to cost Patreon a lot of money, but it's also potentially going to cost the 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 legitimate artists and creators that use Patreon potentially their entire income. You know, because if Owen gets Owen and Vox get their way, well, I guess Owen specifically, uh, Patreon is going to get shut down. Well, and the, well, and the other, I mean, of course, we backpedaled on that, but. Well, and the the other thing too, and the other thing too is, I remember Alex and you know Sean were thinking, well, the arbitration will set a new precedent for free, you know, for they think it was going to set precedent for you know free speech lawsuit cases, and as as E. Scorpio pointed out last week in discussing, arbitration doesn't do anything illegally; it doesn't set legal precedent for anything. So no, no, it's um, basically. Isn't it basically like, uh, I mean, effectively doesn't exist in, in like uh, the legal right. Rec- that's what arbitration is. That's why they set up arbitration. Yeah. Like a, it, a lot of companies, a lot of companies, when you hire in with them, you have to sign <laughs> like before you can even like start getting paid. You have to sign like an arbitration agreement saying, hey, if something fucked up happens while you work for us, you can't sue us. You have to go through arbitration. Yeah, I you know, mean, which effectively protects them from lawsuits. I mean, you will still get, you could still get, uh, you know, um, what do you call it? You know, reward or whatever. You'll still get um, some sort of winning if you're in the wrong or have been wronged, but it won't show as any sort of actual lawsuit against them. You know, it's yeah. some sort of fucking loophole. Yeah, so I mean, and the the other point too is in regards to big tech. I mean, I mean, yeah, I I suppose that Patreon could be kind of considered big tech, but out of all the big tech companies in Silicon Valley, uh, Patreon is not you know that high up on the food chain compared to Google or Facebook or you know or Twitter. They're kind of they're kind of like the new kid on the block, still, so so to speak. So they've only they've only been around that? Patreon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, I you know <clears throat> there was the um, ah fuck who was that three D printed gun guy Cody Wilson. Uh, they got banned from Patreon. That was fucked up. And then uh, Patreon, Cody Wilson's fucking alternative to Patreon, got banned, which was fucked up. But that was an entirely separate thing. You know, payment pro That was like, that was fucking years ago, dude. I don't even remember how long ago that was. But yeah, that's another, it's another person that nobody even talks about anymore. Mm-hmm. That dude, that dude developed a 3D printed gun that everybody could make for free. And he said... Went on a bunch of shows, internet shows and stuff. I was like, "Yep, they're they're probably gonna get me for something. Like I'm like they're coming after me." And then all of a sudden, the dude got caught with an underage, like, prostitute or some shit somewhere, some foreign country. I don't even I don't even remember exactly the exact details, but it was yeah. Uh, that was back that was back in the heyday of the kill stream when it was on YouTube. Um, but 
yeah, man, like, it's really weird. It's a really weird time we live in. And, you know, I talk about the Iron Curtain over in Asia coming down, but we've got a pretty stern one here, too, that's been, you know, been growing over our lifetimes and since before we were born. Uh, that maybe isn't as, uh, as, as clearly iron, but the sense, I mean, Snowden pointed a bunch of it out. A lot of the things that the Chinese do is not much worse than what we do. The only difference is we have a veil of freedom uh, where the Chinese don't under the communist regime. Like the Chinese are much less shy about their censorship and their, you know, their totalitarianism. Uh, here in this country, politicians and lawmakers have to do it much more subversively. Like, you know, that's another argument that I've heard recently. Like, well, how do you say that we're any better? Well, well I mean, we're better in a lot. Of, we're better in a lot of ways. But there are there are points to that, man. There are valid arguments to be made that a lot of what China does. Uh, in regards to monitoring and censorship and and stuff like that, that is, it's not well. I shouldn't say a lot. I shouldn't quantify it in that regard. But there's a, a there's a, a decent portion of things that that they do and have done and continue to do that are literally like mirroring what we, uh, you know, in in uh, in like uh, in the realm of spying in the realm of information gathering and espionage to a greater extent, you know, so. Well, and, and one of the, one of the points that Gavin McGinnis makes that I, that I tend to agree with, he actually made this point a few years ago was if you look at, if you look at life over here, the U S government in terms of censorship and whatnot is pretty fair. Actually, the, the U S government itself, that is no, but, for sure. But the, the censorship comes from big, you know, corporations like Facebook and Google and whatnot. They're they're the which the government doesn't regulate exactly. They're the they're they're the ones who are more tyrannical here. And yet, you know, and I mean, and that that was some that was something that my friend who is, you know, who is a big political science major. That was something whom that my IRL friend and I were discussing on Skype the other night. Is I mean, basically. Like or not, Facebook and Twitter own the public square, basically, you know, on on just general conversations with people. So, you know, you have... On the internet, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, in, the internet is the public square, basically, though, right? I mean, you, I mean yeah. you, you, don't, you don't see people going out into the local, you know, park like you did in the, you know, 18... Hundreds or the 1900s and holding, you know, rallies or discussions. I mean, you still, you still do, you still do, yeah, but, but not as much as, but not as much as, you know, we did back then. Mostly the discourse is all online now. Um, you know, and so, yeah. I mean, that is one thing I like about, about podcasting and, and live streaming too, is the fact that we can do this long form and just, shoot the shit and we have we have people in chat who interact with us too and you know who who contribute and give viewpoints and whatnot so um you know so it's all it's all a plus and minus thing 
So. But anyway, um, I guess. Uh, wrap it up? Yeah, I think we'll wrap it up. So anything, anything you wanted to promote or anything, anything you think we, yeah. should, we should mention? Yeah, I, I do have one thing to say. Uh, if you aren't already, unfollow Apex underscore Gamma on Twitter. It's not worth your time. Unsubscribe from Apex Gamma Reloaded on YouTube because it's not worth your time. Uh, he, he subscribe is. to this channel, though, uh, the Whitfield Report. Uh, and uh, yeah, and God bless America. Go ahead, Sam. <laughs> Take and, us out. And uh, I would just say that that's all I. Apex Gamma is the best Gamma there is. He, he just get. Here's the thing. What you have to understand is gammas need hugs too sometimes. Sometimes. So sometimes gammas need bullets too or lightning strikes, you know. Well, 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 well sometimes gamma, well sometimes gammas just need, you know, girlfriend, girlfriend and whatnot too, but that that yeah. <laughs> so pussy Sam just say it. Well, I love you Whitfield report audience. Yeah. I'm gonna go talk shit in Versa Media now, I think. Oh, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna fucking join join you in there too after I uh, All right. Well let's go talk after shit. After I grab a beer. But anyway folks, I wanna thank you for tuning into this program and uh you know, God freedom see in that order as uh my friend John Neri likes to say. Uh shout out to Neri and shout out to, to the DZ. I wanna thank everyone for tuning in and uh before we go, let me open the D Live uh, chest for you guys watching over there. And uh, yeah, I want to thank everyone who uh, you know tuned in and has supported uh, us on the channel. So uh, I'm opening up the D Live chest right now. And uh, as I mentioned, folks, I'll be. Uh, you know, renewing the website this week, hopefully, and uh, getting that set up. So, um, so thanks. Um, and uh, no one, uh, no one opened the live chat. So, like I said, uh. Thank you so much, and uh, I will see you on the next episode of the Whitfield Report. God bless America, and God save this great nation. Good night, folks, and I'll see you next week. Hey there, folks. If you've made it this far to the end of the podcast, I'd like to thank you very much for listening to the show. You are the ones that make it possible for me to uh, make an income from podcasting, and I greatly appreciate that just by listening to our show. You are helping us gain ad revenue. However, if you would really like to uh, help support the show, I encourage you to please donate to the podcast and become a supporter of the show. You can head over to anchor.fm forward slash Whitfield Report and click the support this podcast button and uh, choose the amount that suits you to support the show. 
or you can click the link in the show notes and it will directly uh, take you to that page. If you can support the podcast, I really, really appreciate that. Anything that you can do to uh, help out is greatly appreciated. Even if you can't afford to uh, help financially support the podcast, I encourage you to please go on iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and please leave this podcast a positive five-star review. That really helps us out here at the Whitfield Report. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next episode.